It's Friday, February 3. This is the Big Sports Breakfast on Sky Sports Radio. A uh, very good morning to you wherever and however you are listening. Clarky demanded. Honestly, uh, what have I just heard? Demanded the weather report be beefed up a bit. So uh, there you go, Clarky. Well, morning, Mido. You morning, wanted... Loz. Morning to our listeners. I- I'm just. What did you just want me a to question. say? Get, just a question. Get your gear off because it's going to be sunny. I just said, yeah, wear your togs because it's sunny yeah. the next few days. Uh, just a question. Why did you go for Lightning Ridge? Well, just because it's part of New South Wales, and I thought we'd find about the weather somewhere else around our beautiful state. Okay, just yeah. interesting selection that that was your that was your choice for the morning. Yeah, just, just out of nowhere that came to my head. Do you have a dream? I've actually never been there. Have you been to Lightning Ridge? Lots morning to you, mate. Yeah. Morning to everyone morning in Lightning Ridge. Ridge, by the way. Where is Lightning Ridge? Right up north of Walgett. Okay, up near the never Queensland border. Okay. Where did you, where do you get away. The, Was there something on your screen or did you have a dream no, last night or what happened? Uh, no, I was reading about, oh, there was a player this week. I can't remember who it was, but it was he's from Lightning from Ridge. Lightning Ridge. I, I can't remember which player, but definitely. In, interesting touch for the 5.30 uh, weather report. That's just all. for you, mate. Okay. But you're right. It's She's going to be hot. So get the togs on and enjoy. It is February. Beautiful, the weather. Mm. Yesterday, cracker. This weekend, cracker. Got anything planned, Loz? Uh, yeah, I've got a wedding tomorrow at Ramwick. Oh, yeah, you do too. Got in fact, wedding, I'm, wedding I'm, tomorrow. It should be warm there. You're going to be uh, riding a The suit. race that Pretty Wild in is named after the couple mm. getting married tomorrow. Um, is she running, by the way? At this stage, she's running. Yeah, yes, she'll I haven't heard running. anything different. She'll be running. I think oh. they were. Um, I think they are a little bit nervous about the, the distance, 1300. Um, but I think they're. Very happy with the jockey, very happy with where she's at at the moment, and not too concerned about the barrier draw. On uh, social media, Chris Waller and Charlie Duckworth do a little video each week going through their runners, and uh, I came across it mm. yesterday afternoon, and uh, no, they discussed pretty wild, and they said, uh, if she gets cover, we'll run well. So she's drawn seven of ten, so... Probably sit, just you know, a couple back. of pairs back yeah. and just sit, hopefully get a spot. J-Mac just gets a spot, one off the fence, just some cover in behind. That'd Maybe be three pairs back. Perfect. That'd be lovely. Nothing's, e- nothing's the right ever time. perfect. A bit of speed. A bit of speed on. Mm. Had a bet on Wednesday, pup. So. Yeah, I know. You got, it, you got on early, didn't you? Give her strength. Yeah, let's go. Wonder she's... if she's part of the multi. Oh, Could be I... the kiss of death. I hope not. I'm no, afraid. she's not. Oh, thank God. No. Thank Left you. Left her out. Mm. Thank you. I'm not giving her the benefit of the doubt. Well, I am giving her the benefit of the doubt, but I want to see her yeah, I agree. race in a usual pattern. I agree. And see how she goes tomorrow. Earn a stripe. She should win tomorrow. Win? Yeah. Mm, I'll take a place. I'll sign for a place right now. She should be too good for those other horses. Top three. Are you on her for a place, Mido? No, or to, no, to win? no. I've just gone for a win. Okay. Yeah. Uh, focus on getting Sydney's weather right before you start throwing out Lightning Ridge's weather, Tim Bailey. <laughs> How many times do I have to say it? I read the weather from the Bureau of Meteorology's no, listening to that, website. None of us listening to that. If it comes out of your mouth, trust me, as I've learnt, if it comes out of your mouth, you better own it. <laughs> Good point. No. It's the way it is. Doesn't okay. matter where you're reading it from. Doesn't matter who told you. Just if it comes out of your mouth, just own it. Can you wear shorts tomorrow? At the track? 
No. No, you'll be in tight members area, I'm sure. Uh, no yeah, tight. Tie. Uh, I'm unsure of what I'm wearing. I know it'll be a suit, but I don't know whether I'll wear the tie, no tie. Just have to stay hydrated. I'll definitely do that. Mm. Definitely do that. Mm. But it's the first time I've ever been to a wedding at the races. So I'm quite excited. Yeah, it should yeah. be good. All my mates are very excited. Mate, you'll have a cracking day. Yeah, I will be a cracking day. Mm. And no doubt we'll kick on. So that, when the actual wedding or no, the, the reception is at the races or the wedding is at the race. They're getting married at the races. So Celebrate there. Early, and, they get married. Where, where, where do they get married? In, uh, in one of the rooms? No, I think it's outside. Oh, my God. Outside. Okay. And then. They are move, race lovers. Yeah. Okay. So you can get married now at the race course. Obviously, you've always been able to use the venue. But I think they're trying to promote the fact that you can get married there. So if anyone uh-huh. is keen, you can. I love it. So like between races or just before they come in the mounting yard for the first? No, no, no. It's all done early. Okay, sweet. So it's all done around 11 o'clock. And then you move from wherever the wedding service is to the reception upstairs. I like it. Amazing. And you're there yeah, until it's... late at night. So when they Big go day. off, when the bride and the groom go off for their photos, you just go watch your aces and start drinking. Is that how it's going to work? That's how it'll work, I'm that's, assuming. That sounds like an absolute dream. But knowing the couple, I don't know whether they'll go off and have photos. No wedding photos? Well, I think they might have already sort of got photos. I think it's just a quick oh, gathering of friends. Oh, so they're already married? Pretty chill well, uh, no, 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 they're not married. I'm not married, but I think they've just all, you know. Just a party. Just a, yeah, had a party before. So. With a celebrant. Why not? Yeah. All right. Well, let us know how it goes, Loza. Mm. I'll be. It'll be a full report. I'll be calling you when Pretty Wild is about to take off. Let me know the late news. Yep. I might even sneak out the back and have a look at her. Mm. Go and check her out in the yard. Yeah. Yeah. I will. I'll go and see what she looks like. Right here. Hopefully she's not sweating up. Mm. A lot of people sweat up tomorrow, won't they, in the heat? Oh, at Randwick, in you will be sweating up in a suit, let me yeah, tell you. Yeah. Oh, air-conditioned room, so oh, you'll I'm be assuming. Sweat, you'll be sweating up when your money's on the line. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> What's, what is it? What's the saying? You haven't had a bet unless no, you sweat. Yeah, it's not a bet unless you sweat. <laughs> you'll be sweating. Mm. Especially my little girl's about yeah. to take off. Um, on the text line, morning boys, just travelling up to Bathurst for the 12-hour. Cars, camping and coldies. Cheers, Josh the Bricky and Noah. And I'll tell you who's uh, driving in that event. Valentino Rossi. Yeah, I did see that. In Bathurst. Mm. Has he done this before? Not, not this race, but has he driven race cars before? Not my forte, don't know. Don't know, right. Sure, yeah. There you go. What about the Sydney Sixers last night, pup? They blew it, didn't they? They got uh, they well beaten. It. Well beaten in the Challenger. So it'll be Perth and Brisbane in the Big Bash final on Saturday over in the West. The Sixers won the toss, elected to bat and struggled on uh, a pretty challenging pitch. Not a great pitch. Yeah. Nine for 116. And the Heat won by four wickets with 10 balls remaining. Six for 117. So... Uh, uh, Michael top... Nisa on fire as yeah, well, wasn't he, he was. with the ball and with the bat? Two for 28 with the ball. Spencer Johnson, the left armour, three for 28. Who I saw some comments, I think it was from Andy Bickle, who's the bowling coach there at the Heat this week, saying, well, if Mitchell Stark decides to give the T20 uh, format away from an international perspective, he's uh, the person who can go in and just take his spot straight away. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the Queenslanders love their own, don't they? Let's face Thank it. Um, 
And uh, Matthew Kuderman, who some say could have got a start over there in the squad at India, three for 17, the left-arm tweaker. So uh, they did well to restrict the sixes there in response. Well, they were none for 31. Then, uh, well, Sam Hazlitt, I think he was run out off a misfield. No, he was run out, I think, off an extra run. Ah. So they took, there was attempted run out, direct hit missed, and then they ran on the overthrow. Gotcha. And then direct hit run out. Chaos. And uh, <laughs> great text I can't read out there, but uh, did have a chuckle. No, no names to that, but whoever wrote Pringle. Um, <laughs> and then they lost five for 25. Uh, Michael Neeser. 48 not out of 32 balls, so he was superb. Brilliant, And I did see, again, I think it was um, someone in Queensland, of course, love pumping up their own, with Cameron Green obviously injured for this first, well, can't, not not able to bowl, that uh, people pumping up Neeser's all-round ability. He averages 25 in first-class cricket, has a couple of first-class hundreds, but he could have been, you know, the no. person to fill somewhat of the void there of Cameron Green. I don't, there I don't, I don't think. Next I don't Thursday. think he's, a, he's not a natural all rounder like Cameron Green. Yes. He's not. He's not a good enough batsman to bat in the top six in an Australian team in Indian conditions for his first tour um, or his first opportunity. I, I don't think that would be a, a smart selection. But geez, he's he's in good nick. He's bowled beautifully all season in all formats. Um, those runs there, are, well. Talk about, you know, the best players. They stand up in the big moments. And, he you know, Brisbane Heat were running last in January. Dead last. So, unbelievable turnaround from them. Um, congratulations to them on making the final. They play the Scorchers uh, in WA. It's going to be a tough challenge for them. Again, remember, they've just won without no Kawaja, their captain. No Matt Renshaw, who's been a genius this year for them in all formats. No Swepson. And they're missing a fourth. Who have, I, who have I left out? Renshaw. It said Renshaw. Renshaw, Kawaja, Marnashan. And Marnus Labashane. Like, mm. mate, that's an unbelievable performance against the Sixers in their own backyard with so much experience. So, yeah, congrats to them. Big win. Um, and congratulations to Dan Christian, who played his last game for the Sixers. Amazing career. Um, certainly in the, in the 2020 format all around the world. He's been – he's won – I don't think there's been a, a, a championship or a tournament around the world, a domestic one, that he hasn't been a part of that's won. So uh, well done. Uh, well done to Dan as well and wish him all the best with whatever he decides to do now after cricket. Geez, that'd be short, wouldn't they? Perth Scorchers. Got to be. I've just looked now. $1.36, Brisbane Heat, $3.15. Geez, mm. you'd be putting the Scorchers in your any multi yet, yeah, haven't you? Tough to beat, I Over the weekend, $1.36. Yeah. They just win. You'd think so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like you say, Clark, you mean, the Brisbane Heat, they did it against, you know, they faced adversity and came back from last on the table. But let's face it, that match against the Sydney Thunder, when they got the Duckworth-Lewis oh, result. Yeah, should have been a no result, really. Like, they, they have... They're riding their luck as well. Yeah, they are. But sure. again, I think, they, well, if you just look at last night, to be able to beat Sixers who have had a who have got a fantastic record in this tournament. They love playing in their own backyard. You know, apart from Steve Smith and Nathan Lyon, um, they're just about full strength, the Sixers. So I think you've, yes, no doubt, you need a bit of luck. They've come from last to make the final. That's that's unbelievable. That's brilliant. They deserve credit for that. And on the back page of the telly, packing heat is the headline there after the Sixers were... Well, beaten by the Heat there last night. So 
disappointing end to the campaign of the Big Bash for the Sydney Sixers. Just this other cricket story on the front page of the Sydney Morning Herald today. How's that? SA tries to steal Sydney Test. Why so not? Adelaide trying to take the new the, the New Year's Test. And as great as the Adelaide Test is, and I've been there several times, it is a fantastic event. Mm. No, 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 no. Nah, you are not taking. Not happening. I know that people blow up about the amount of days lost due to rain. Honestly, I think that's just a pretty unfortunate coincidence, really. Yeah. I mean, either day can't in that test match, there was day. great weather. Can't change. Bo- can't take Boxing Day from the MCG, and you can't take New Year's away from the SCG. Yeah, absolute no-brainer. The day that stops is the day Test cricket is finished in this country. Yeah, it's yeah the, the SA Premier, so you know, a bit Not of politicking. Happy. Their Test match is perfect when they've got it under lights. It's it's perfect. It's working so well. Why would they want to change that? Well, they're blowing up. A, well, next year they've actually their Test moves to around Australia Day, which they're obviously nervous about, considering you know all the debate around that these days. And they've got the West Indies again. Yeah, I feel sorry for them for that. Well, we we got three Test matches, I think, against the West Indies next summer. Yeah, it's two or three, but we got them again. I know. It's just bizarre. No, I think it's three, well, and I think it's. I think it must be Adelaide, no. Melbourne, Sydney. Ridiculous. Mate, what's? It's not a good test. Here. And the other two doing? tests against is it Pakistan? No, I, 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 it's an yeah, underwhelming. It's an un- Sri Lanka yeah. or Pakistan. I don't know. I think it's, it's it, Pakistan. Yeah, I think, I think it's right. Pakistan. Right. But I, I know the test series next year is not exciting. No, 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 no. No, West Indies coming back. That's no. That's Harvey again. Yeah, no one cares. No, the the, you them. know what? Let's just talk about India and India, and then yeah. Ashes because yeah. <laughs> that's exciting. Yeah, we got a great. Year <laughs> After ahead. that, we'll need the summer to chill. Yeah. Especially if we win. The, the boys will still be celebrating if they uh, if they win those two series away. <laughs> uh, also, back page of the telly, an exclusive here with Ray Thomas. Nash heart attack hits hoop hard. So, uh, uh, Nash Willer, Ray Thomas writing here suffered a mild heart attack three weeks ago. At the barrier trials, he spent three days at a Liverpool hospital, but has made a recovery. He was back uh, riding at the races on Wednesday, wasn't he? So, uh, thankfully, all okay there with Nash, but uh, certainly uh, a little message for all of us. I actually went and got an ECG done a couple of weeks ago, so... It's good. So I'm about to hit the 4-0 pup. Yep, it's good. You can do those as often as you Mm. like. You know, any sort of chest pain or discomfort... Go straight away and have one. This how how easy are they? They honestly take snack two minutes. Walk yeah. in anywhere you get a blood test, and they can just give you a blood test, do the ECG mm. out in two minutes, get results straight away. Yeah, underrated, underrated. I reckon. Just got weird markings on my chest because she had. To oh, shave. they ripped for the hair, ripped the hair off, or did she have to shave it? <laughs> I had to shave. Yeah, my lady gives me two choices. She's either do you want it shaved? I'm like, nah, stick it on. And then when they, it's like just rip big, it off, big band aid. Yeah. Ouch. But worth it. Yeah. yeah, I probably scared some people on the Gold Coast. Millions <laughs> <laughs> a week. Uh, fans are thrilled to see Doc. We mentioned before Valentino Rossi in Bathurst for the Bathurst 12-hour uh, this weekend as well. So uh, that's on the back page of the telly. Now, <laughs> here's a story for uh, you to blow up about on the back page of the Sydney Morning Herald. So the Six Nations starts uh, this weekend over in, the, over in the UK and Europe, rugby. Uh, bye, 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 Delilah. Jones song is banned. Back page of the Sydney Morning Herald. So the favorite. Tom Jones classic Delilah, mm. which is sung there in Cardiff, um, voraciously 
uh, ahead of games there when Wales play. No more can uh, it be sung. And uh, this is well, the the, the Welsh Rugby Union is going through a bit of uh, turmoil at the moment because there was a documentary uh, which aired toxic culture around that organisation uh, just in the last couple of weeks. Their chief executive has stood down as a result. But uh, yeah, this is it's got to do well. You know, it's a, what a, was it a, in the sixties? Delilah initially mm. came I out. Think there's so, one line in the song. So the line is: I crossed the street to her house, and she opened the door. She stood there laughing. I felt the knife in my hand, and she laughed no more. So uh, you know, obviously, it's a song. It's it is a know, song. People saying that you know that incites domestic by... violence. So Delilah, Tom Jones can't be sung. <laughs> what a world! Well, it is a world, and again, this is. Certainly not trivialising uh, violence. Not in a million years. It's a but, song. But you show me anyone that's been motivated to do something by by listening to that. Yeah, that's where we're at. But I don't know. I've got a joke about Tom Jones, though, if you want to hear it. Bloke goes to the doctor. Oh. Have you heard this one, Mido? It's not unusual. Yeah. <laughs> Still a punchline. <laughs> no, no point me telling the joke now. <laughs> Sorry, I did ruin it. Mm. Blake goes to the doctor and he said, yep, you've got Tom Jones disease. And he says, is it common? He goes, no. It's, he goes, uh, it's not unusual. Mid-O mm. mm. style it. Time for the news? No, also the back page of the Just Sydney checking. Morning Herald. Sorry, Loz, I did ruin that <laughs> for you. I had nowhere to go. Uh, I probably didn't help you either, did I? <laughs> didn't give you much. No, nah, well, <laughs> I expect a little bit more, but... <laughs> We're rock solid in here, aren't we? Obviously, at two minutes to six. Is this radio? We'll come on radio? Up with more. I wish you were on TV just for that moment just then. Faithful Bulldog <laughs> on the back page of the Herald as well. Uh, once they wanted to lock me down, I didn't bother looking elsewhere. Matt Burton, of course, recently re signed there at the Dogs until, what, 2027? Yeah. And oh, they had I'm to re sign sure him. I don't think he was going to go anywhere nah. else. You know, he'd, he'd spent a good season there. Um, you know, they're buying a lot of good players. There's a good vibe. Even speaking to Josh yesterday, mm. Josh Reynolds, you know, talking about how it's a different feel. Cameron Seraldo has got enormous wraps on him coming from Penrith, uh, been in that system for a long period of time. Uh, he'll put his own stamp on this Bulldogs outfit. Now, I'm, I'm really looking forward to some of these bottom teams or teams that finished in the bottom last year to see how they're going to go. I mean, the Tigers have recruited well. The, the, the Bulldogs have recruited well, but are they going to be good enough to force their way into the top eight? Because those teams in last year's top eight, I yeah. don't think they're a worse side than what they were last year. You know, I think that, you know, you look at Parramatta, they've lost a couple of players, but they still should be good enough to play finals footy. Welcome back to the Big Sports Breakfast. Give us a call, 13.53.53. We'll get to the multi shortly. Loss second up from a spell. Always better second up. And uh, I've just got it in front of me here. Yeah, I think I like this one better than last week's loss. So uh, I've got a bit more confidence today. And uh, let's give Clarkie's mare a bit of strength tomorrow. Pretty wild. Uh, race five there tomorrow at Royal Randwick. $3.60 when I last checked with Tab. Uh, the feature tomorrow at Randwick, the Eskimo Prince, race eight. And looking forward to seeing Aft Cabin back at the races. Uh, what time, you know? Is that around 3 o'clock? Yours is My 20 to 3. 20 to 3. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll be in front of the TV on the phone to Daly. 
Daily, cheer her on, Laws. Cheer her on. I will be. Going to check her out in the yard, out the back, Laws. I'll have something on her. Um, No, I don't think I'll get out the back. I don't think. I think I just made that up on the spot. (laughs) I'd get out the back, but I will be out and about at the track. I will leave the reception and get out there and have a look around. Maybe get paged somewhere. I don't know. Get paged. Yeah. (laughs) You take the wife tomorrow? No. No, she's not coming. Okay. She's not coming. Will you be on the dance floor at any stage? Yes, I will. Oh, be. you're cutting it loose. You're on. Few Reco- shapes. Recovery Sunday. It's one of one of no, my in favorite. Bed. <laughs> in bed Sunday. <laughs> ready for Monday. One of my favorite quotes from last year. Daly's wife. Where was it? You're at the 60th oh, over in New Zealand. So good. it's not your 60th champ. <laughs> <laughs> Straight from the wife. Yeah. Come here, loud mouth. She yeah. says to me. <laughs> It's not your party. Uh, Let me check if this is open. We'll get straight into the multi. It looks like it is not there yet. It'll be. Oh no, there it is. Go for it, Loz. Here we go. The big sports breakfast multi. Second up from a spell. Here we are. We're going to Ramwick race six number two, and we're going to stick with a tried and true combination. Solcom, J Mac, and Chris Waller. Could be a little bit short, but the class of this horse yeah. oh, should get him home. It's winning uh, its Australian debut. Mm. Oof, yep. It was very impressive. Yep. But and I like you've done top two. Top, just top two. Obviously, it just won't be wound case, up no, tomorrow, but no. still might be just too good for them. So he's to run top two, and then we're going to the last meter. So we're going to the last, and we're going to go number nine, Strom Bowley from the Hawks team to run top four. All right, so Strom Bowley to run top four. And if you like that multi, that's paying $6. Race 10, number nine, Strom Bowley. Inside gate, B. Abdullah. Second up, $6. So Loz's multi, the big sports breakfast best on the tab app, the tab website. Click on sport and today's offers. $6 it is. Solcom top two, Stromboli top four there at Royal Randwick tomorrow. And the fact that Loz is going to be trackside just gives you a little bit more confidence. He'll <laughs> be there confidence. urging them on. Urging them on. Just what we need, just to get them over the line. I'll tell so, you what, if it gets up, I'll be strutting around. Oh, yes, you will be. Huh? You'll have some friends. Oh, what, I'll be walking around, chest out, waving to people. If they're not waving to me. Do you do you spruik the mouldy when you get in when you get to the wedding? Will you be spruiking it? Will you be saying get on? Uh, your or, mates are no, my mates. Will, my mates will be on it anyway. Okay. Yeah, they always back it. And they, I think they just like backing it, and then they hope it loses so they can abuse because they can abuse me, yeah, and then they know I get abused on the text line. Yeah, that's cool. On the Monday, that so they get great fun out of that. They get good satisfaction. Mm. Do your mates listen to this show, this program? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yep. No, they they listen. Um, <laughs> Are you surprised? Mm, very. You <laughs> know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, they 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 switch. I think. Yeah. I think they listen to a bit of music and then they'll listen to a. I reckon my mates listen for us. about three minutes and say, yeah. "Oh, here he is talking rubbish again." Oh no, they know I talk rubbish. FM. No, my mates are all, um, they like their horses and like their footy and all types of sports. So they they listen in and they they 
critique Mido, they critique you. Oh, I bet. Oh, yeah. I've seen, I've seen a few of the text messages that you've received about me, that's for sure. What, so I was talking about, I can't remember what sport it was, and you got a message going, what the hell would Clark you know about that? <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, they're right. good with feedback. Oh, yeah, I bet. Mm. It's not cons- all of it. It's consistent. Not all of it positive. Constructive <laughs> criticism, we'll call it. Speaking of feedback, Bondi Jack is teed off on the sixes after their defeat there last night on the text line. What happy. Uh, harsh, I know, but it's no time to Lord Dan Christian. The bloke hasn't got it off the square or BBL. One season too long. Him and the woeful Philippi were always going to kill us tonight, as Turner and Perth always prove. Moe is a clueless captain, wasting two of SOK's overs in the power play after seeing the heat spinners took four for 38 off eight with a soft ball. Insane. In both teams' power plays, Hayden Kerr was a train wreck. Moe learned zero from Nisa destroying them with the bat last game, says Bondi Jack. I like it. Off the long run. Bit early, Bondi Jack, isn't it? Jeez, yeah. You're up and about. That's a good serve. Keep them coming. 0419-767-272-1353-53. I mentioned Parra just before the news. So just, yeah, I'll just raise my eyes when I saw this. So they're on the seventh line of betting to win the premiership next year at $15. Seventh favourites, the grand finalists. Seventh. I can understand why. I don't well, have I, I think a lot of us final again this year. No, no, I think a lot of us expect them to fall down. Like, well, they finished fourth extent. position last year, didn't they? They played Penrith in the first week of the finals, so they finished fourth. Um, I, I, Parramatta are still good enough to play finals football. They should be playing finals football with the roster they've assembled. If they don't, that's been a massive fall from grace, and you'd be disappointed if you're a Parramatta supporter. I think Josh Hodson, if he's fit will have an enormous impact on this team because I can see him taking pressure off the halves. And if there's one thing the halves still have to learn in the big games, in the big moments, is to control play exceptionally well. And I think Hodgson's got that ability. And I think he can get them to any field position they want to be in rather than Mitch, more so than Dylan. Mitch sort of looking at the ruck and telling people where to go, what to do. Mitch can sort of look up, focus on what the opposition are doing. And that'll open his game up a lot more, I reckon, and give him a better opportunity to, to run the ball, which I think is his strength. Um, but Josh Hodson is very, very good. He kicks out a dummy half, yeah, very creative, brings his forwards on the advantage line. So uh, uh, if, if he's fit and healthy, yes, I, I think they will, will have a strong year, Parramatta. Very much so. Let's now, though, discuss as we continue our preview series for the season, the Gold Coast Titans. So, uh, well, last season wasn't a great one. Six wins, 18 losses as they finished in 13th position. Uh, the market with tab for this season has them at $41 to win the premiership and $4.50 to make the top eight. In the most lo- losses market, they're on the fourth line of betting with the West Tigers at $7.50 to finish with the spoon. As far as their gains and losses are concerned, well, they've got Kieran Foran from Manly and Sam Verrills as well from the Roosters. Uh, Chris Randall comes from Newcastle. And they got Joe Stimson and Aaron Shop as well from Canterbury. Amongst their losses, uh, Greg Marzu's gone to Newcastle. Eason Masters has gone overseas, uh, as has Will Smith, who went last year, to be fair. Um, Jermaine Asako, Jared Wallace... And Herman SASA have all gone to the Dolphins. So this is a crucial year for this club, 
who were, were underwhelming to say the least last year, Loz. And uh, they've had some issues with their spine. Oh, a huge AJ Brimson fan. They tried mm. him in the halves last year. Um, Kieran Forward there will help, though, and him being able to go, I think, to his most natural position back at fullback. Yeah, well, Brimson, they've got to get the best out of him because we saw him you know, rush onto the scene and he was an exciting player, a devastating ball runner, um, and he's someone that we thought would go on and reach the, the highest level. He, he hasn't done that. He's been... Well, I think he's played an Origin game or played an Origin series a couple of seasons ago, but I thought he would have played a lot more than what he has. Um, their inexperienced halves was a problem last year. I think that let them down. Uh, and in key positions, um, they really didn't were unsure of what their best halves combination was. They chopped and changed at hooker, and they didn't really know who to put back there at fullback. Young... Um, Campbell, I thought Jaden Campbell was terrific last year um, and he may force his way in but if you think that Brimson's going to be their number one starter then Jaden Campbell will probably have to play a, a role off the bench um, look at their outside backs, they're steady without being brilliant, um, Kieran Foran there's a lot of responsibility on his shoulders to bring that calming influence to this footy team, I don't mind their forward pack Fodawika um, and Fasul Mawali up front um, they've got to get the better, best out of Dave Fafita. They've got to know how to use Fafita. And it will start if they can play on the front foot and get momentum. But they've also got to be able to put him in situations where he can get one-on-one uh, with his opponent. And being an edge back rower, you can do that because you're running at small men. You know, you're running at a half. You're running at a five-eighth. So if they can get him and isolate him on an opponent, then is going to be very, very difficult to stop. But... I just don't see um, how they're going to improve that much. I, I, I honestly see the Titans finishing in the bottom four. Um, I hope that's not the case, but I just don't know where the improvement comes from. I see a young, inexperienced backline, other than Kieran Fawn and Brimson. I see some young, exciting forwards but I just don't know whether they've got the stamina and the style to trouble the best teams in the competition. They're going to have to get some of their players to have nine, ten, ten out of ten seasons for them to make the finals. It's got to be beating the round one pup, the Tigers. Tigers will beat them. For sure. Tigers will start well. They'll start with a bang. Just if they, how they go middle of the season, injuries, Abby Coruscant, Origin, through that period. Uh, but Tigers will start well. I'm confident. Yeah, I, I'm never confident early in a season with any team because I think that everyone's always up. You've trained hard in the off-season. A side like the Titans will be hard early, but if they lose their way early in the season, in that first month, then it could be a year where you sit back and go, wow, they've just... The wheels have fallen off here. But they've got an okay start because they've got the Tigers, Tigers and the Dragons. So they could possibly win their opening two games and then who knows from that. But as we saw with Newcastle last year, they won their opening two games and then it all fell apart. Um, I worry about their depth. I think they've got some really good players, but I just don't see them getting out of the bottom four, the Titans. Uh, of course, Clark, we're less than a week away from this test series over in India and i 
glossed over this really when uh, the Indian squad was announced during our break. But no Jasper Bumra. Yeah, he's That's injured. That's a huge blow for them. He's injured, I mean, he's, isn't he? he's owned everyone and he's been mm. superb against us in particular. He's got a back problem. Yeah. Uh, he's so, had and, a few times. And they're worried that, well, he's certainly out of the squad for the first two tests, but they're worried he'll miss the whole series. Mm. And, and the other one is uh, Rishab Pant, who's, let's face it, lucky to be alive after car he suffered crash. a terrible car accident. Yeah over there in India. But he was named in the Wisdom Test Team of the Year. So, and again, has had great success against Australia, particularly yep. when they won the series out here last time. He played a fantastic knock at the Gabba, which got them home there in that last test. Uh, but uh, no Boomer in particular. I was mm. so focused on our squad. But, you know, he, he's world-class. Yeah, world-class no across all formats as no well. No doubt. It's going to be interesting to see what... India do firstly with the pitches because if you're missing a strike bowler, can you imagine if Australia was missing, you know, Pat Cummins, for example, um, significant loss. So that tells me straight away if you haven't got your best fast bowler, I'd be wanting to produce wickets that are going to in, mm. enhance our spinners. Definitely. So you'd imagine mm. with Ashwin and Jadeja, now that Jadeja's fit and back playing as well, and no Boomer, I reckon you're in for a spin frenzy pitch. They'll uh, play that pitches. Aksar Patel, I think, they as could, well. Yeah, they could play him as well. Mm. Yeah. So I think... Uh, and they know their condition so well. So even their, well, whoever they go for with their fast bowlers, they'll be able to adapt and adjust to, to the Indian conditions. Uh, but yeah, boomer has been a... A genius for the last few years in all formats. He started off as a twenty twenty genius, and now he's taught, taken that into one day cricket and and particularly Test cricket. So big loss, Richard Punt, same thing. Thank God he's recovering and doing really well. Um, I messaged Richard not that long ago after the accident. So um, yeah, that was uh, that was scary to be honest. Um, what about this opening batter, Gill? He's opens in all forms. I think. I think, he just, but he's just scored against New Zealand. He yeah. just—I think he scored two hundreds and a seventy in the three. He might have been the three one days or twenty twenty, whatever it was. Yeah, again, he's another one of those players, young Indian player, so talented. Come onto the scene, he's done well in all the the underage stuff, uh, first class cricket, and then he's made his way now through the IPL. You know, he's just stood yeah. up in the IPL with all the international players, learn his game, and yeah, now he's in unbelievable nick. But this is what India does; they'll have. There'll be four or five batters behind the big fish, yeah. behind the, the main team, that are ready to play now. And I'm assuming the same with the bowlers in. And exactly the same. You could pick. Yeah. You could pick any they... one of their top yeah. six spinners, and they will be they would be able to dominate in Indian conditions. What was his name? Was Suraj or Saruj or Suraj? Suraj was the bowler. It, yeah, yeah, he right came out quick. last time. Yeah. Did well, didn't he? No one had no one knew heard it. him. Yeah. And then he got an opportunity and bowled extremely well. Yeah. This is where I say the IPL has helped. A lot of these Indian players that no one knew Mm. are are part of, because the IPL, again, you can only have four international players. The rest are all Indian players. So first-class cricketers in India Mm. are getting the chance to play with international players and be around those guys at training, and their games are just going through the roof. So, yeah, they'll, um, no matter who gets How much information would they share, like, say, with bowlers? Everything. So when you're in India about, like, Reverse swing, everything. Yeah, right. That's where. That's why you see the countries now are so much closer together in regards to friendships as well, because you you're you're in an IPL team, which that tournament, it's it's just as big for the players as playing for their country. They take it that serious, so they they are there to if you're if, sharing all their knowledge. If all Steve Smith's playing against David Warner, Steve Smith is telling 
the entire IPL team, right, this is David Warner's strengths, this is his weaknesses, this is where we've got to bowl, this is what he's like, don't sledge him or do sledge him. It, it's, it's all, it's, it's go for your life. The tournament is that important. What, what about here, like the BBL, would not so much? Don't know. They, they wouldn't go that in-depth. I can understand being in India because that's where their pay yeah. day is. And if you have a good season over there, well, BBL is different because you, know. you haven't you haven't got the you haven't got the international players, no. you know. But I'd imagine, mm. let's say, if there was two English players out, would they be? Oh, I don't know if they'd be as open yeah. in regards to telling us James Vince's weaknesses, for example, or Jason Roy's weakness. I, 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 don't, I don't really know. Mm. I don't know. I'd admit, still, every time you walk out onto a cricket field, you want to yeah, win. you want to win, and you're trying to win, mm. but sometimes you keep a bit to keep yourself. A bit to yourself. Yeah. Uh, just Shubman Gill, 13 tests, early in his test career, averaging 32. So I guess, I guess my point is no Boomer, no Pant. You know, some players that, yeah, you know, establishing themselves Definitely. still in this test side for India. There is an opportunity if we can somehow play our best cricket over there. I, which is... I think we, I honestly think we are, we are primed to win this series. I honestly believe that. I think our batters are in good form, but most important, they're all experienced. So they'll all go to India with a plan. There won't be an unknown in regards to, oh, how do I, how do I face the quicks with the new ball? How do I face reverse swing? How do I start my innings against spin? They will all have a plan. Now, my only concern with a lot of their plans, Steve Smith will be different, but a lot of the other guys, actually Dave Warner will be different. But the other guys look to sweep. Usman looks to sweep. Labuschagne looks to sweep. Uh, Travis Head likes to sweep. Uh, Carey likes to sweep. My, my only concern is there's a lot of risk at the start of your innings playing that cross-bat sweep shot. As you get in, much easier. But just at the start, I think there's a lot of risk in doing that. But as I've always said, in conditions that like that, any plan is better than no plan. So I honestly feel like we're as primed as we have as we have ever been to win a series in India, Andrew McDonald should do the Phil Gould theory What's with the sweep. Point? What's that? Theory? So, so Benny Elias, it, it, Gus bought a football in because he reckons Benny used to overplay his hand. So, one meeting, Gus brings the footy in. And we're all <laughs> sitting there, and he goes, "Righto, boys." He goes, "Benny, so this footy here." That is yours. This is your footy. I don't care what you do with it. You take it home. You sleep with it. You can take it to the park. You can kick it. But that's your footy. This footy here, this is the one that we're going to use. So this is the one that we're going to share. This is the one we're going to share. So Andrew McDonald should go and get a broom and say to these players, there's your broom. If you want to sweep, that's fine. Do it in your hotel room. Yeah, not on the good yeah. But not out here on the well, not pitch. Before you get, not before you get to 20. Yeah. Get to 20 and then get the broom out. Then get the broom. I just, I've but always don't do cross it before. Bat, cross bat shot is always harder than yeah. a straight bat shot at the start of your innings. Yeah. That's all I'll say. I think we've just got to, if we can find a way to defend or rotate strike or get, you know, pick up the ones and twos at the start of our innings. I think we will be in a good place because all these guys have improved their game against spin bowling. It's just that yeah. first period getting in that's so difficult over there. I like Give him the theory, broom, Oz. mate. Like Give him the broom. <laughs> you can do whatever you want with this broom, boys. But no sweeping out here in the middle. Uh, the market with tab for the first test. India $1.92. Australia $3.40. The draw paying $4. Uh, how do we get 20 wickets, pup? Cheers, Newman. Well, million-dollar question. Well... I- 
I think I think a combination. I think I think we've got uh, our quicks will, will maximise the new ball. I think all the bowlers can use reverse swing really well. The thing in two thousand and four, what we did really well, we're very patient. Jason Gillespie. Uh, Michael Kasperwich, Glenn McGrath, we were really patient. So we attacked the stumps, set the right fields, and the quicks were, were able to, you know, to I just, just sit still, not try and do too much. That's the other thing about India. The first two or three days, it can feel like nothing's happening in the test match. Day four, day five, it feels like the game's in fast forward. So, again, if you bat first, maximise that. Go as large as you can. Make as many as you can. Bowling, if you're bowling first and it's tough, you've got to be disciplined. You've got to be patient. Again, this is where Pat Cummins' captaincy will be tested because tactics are more important in these conditions than anywhere else in the world, especially if the wicket's flat. If they India win the toss and bat on a belter, this is where Paddy Cummins has got to use his bowl as well. Fields, mental side of the game, make some little changes to get in the batsman's head. Uh, golf and the Saudi International opening round last night, our time, and Abraham Anser has uh, the lead, a one-stroke lead. He shot a seven under 63. As far as Aussies are concerned, well, the world number four, Cameron Smith, British Open champion, struggled. He shot three over. Uh, there's a few Aussies at two under par, so five shots off the pace. Andrew Dot, uh, Matt Jones, Mark Leishman amongst them. Wade Ormsby's there at one under. Uh, plenty of Aussies competing that event in Saudi Arabia. Now, in the Pebble Beach Pro-Am, uh, it's a stack of Americans at the top of the leaderboard. Chad Ramey, uh, six under par, has a two-stroke lead. Uh, no Aussies up near the top of the leaderboard. Greg Chambers is two under through five holes. Opening round there at the beautiful Pebble Beach on the Monterey Peninsula over there in California. Now, the Big Sports Breakfast Lunch, it's back, fellas, and it's soon. It's Friday, February 24. Got to get your tickets, get your tables together. It's a fantastic afternoon, and it's going to be hosted by the ATC. So we've got a new venue, the Wink Stand, there at Royal Ramwick. And Sporting and Racing Royalty will be there. Awesome, Arvo. Tickets on sale via the ATC's website right now. So just head to australianturfclub.com.au to secure your seat. What are you looking at me like that? No, no. uh, Because of the change of venue, what's the attire? Do you need a suit to get in there? uh, We did have some texts about this earlier. Fair question, Uh, I reckon. And for... I wasn't sure if it was a suit or tie needed... Fellas, what's the dress code for the BSP lunch in Feb? Yeah, that's from earlier this morning. Uh, For you, whoever's texting, it's black tie. (laughs) For the rest of us, (laughs) it's just whatever you want. Same as last year. Same as Luna Park. Mm. Fancy dress. Okay. Cool. No suit and tie required. No suit and tie required. Smart cash. Like it. Now, Brad, so Brad Rosen's coming up. I'm told he was at a uh, at trackside at Ramwick yesterday where uh, several people were riding mechanical horses. Like, oh, it's basically a simulator that jockeys do use. Did you see this um, online on Instagram? And I think Brad Rosen might have had a crack at it, but DS had a crack at it. DS, uh, DS sat on it. He had a bit of a go, and then there was a slight hiccup. He broke it. Oh. Mm. Okay. Mm. We'll get the full report yeah, later I think this morning. We'll wait, we'll wait for DS, but something happened. Right. Saddle fell off. 
Let's put it that way. <laughs> Dave, I can't imagine Dave riding on. Oh, he had a go. He was just giving it a go. He wanted to win. It was racing Marlow. Oh, yeah, Marlow would have won that easily, though. Marlow being well, an ex-jockey. DS disqualified anyway. Yeah. Morning, Brad. Good morning, boys. How are we? Yeah, really well, thanks. So did you have a ride of this mechanical horse? It depends what you say when you have a ride. Um, let's just say I was there. Um, <laughs> I gave it a crack. And um, as a jockey, like, you know, I'm five foot 11 and played basketball. And I was told, mate, aren't you a jockey's height? What are you doing playing basketball? Yesterday proved why I'm not. And were you there when Stanley jumped on? No, but I did hear about it, and right. uh, I, let's just say I hope he's okay. I wonder what the big fella's style would be when he's riding. Uh, mate, I've got to tell you, the hardest thing, getting on the thing. Forget, forget about riding it, just trying to get on and off the thing. It was ridiculous. Oh, my God. So it's what, quite tall. It's the size of a horse, is it? Oh, no, no. It's, it's just like, because it moves, obviously, it's like a horse. Just trying to get your foot in the stirrups and everything like that. It's not hard to get on it. It's just hard to like get yourself into it type things. So, but look, it was super fun. Um, it was 30 seconds. I was told, don't go out hard, you know, go in and grease it, bring it home. And man, I gave it my best. So I have absolutely <laughs> no idea. Um, straight to physio afterwards, ice baths and everything, but it was great. And did you race against someone or is it on the clock where you just got to No, it was on the, clock. on the so clock. So they had a little iPad there and look, all I was told is, is you know, like there was a couple of different things like how many strides and all of that and the there one is, thing they yeah. said is you got 38 or something. They said, that's good. I was like, I'm happy about that but apparently not as not good the stride. Right. And were you buggered when you jumped off it? Oh, I mean, if you could, like, what, the fact that I was lying down and couldn't breathe, you reckon that's not, <laughs> does that give it away? <laughs> Uh, Took a bit out of you then. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, it was good fun. Yeah. It was good fun. It was only 30 seconds. They say originally it was 90 seconds. I was like, mate, you have an ambulance ready next to me if that <laughs> thing's going for 90 seconds. Oh, dear. Uh, now, it's a lot going on, actually, as we head towards the NBL playoffs. But, uh, Brad, really great mystery surrounding, obviously, Shane Heal, coach of the yep. Sydney Flames and the WNBL. Yep. And uh, Shyla's gone back to Townsville to play there. Uh, when do you think we'll know more? Because an investigation is obviously ongoing. So when do you think, because surely some information will come out about this. Yeah, look, I mean, I, I listened to Shane on his show just recently and he was asked on, on the show, the the, show um, the podcast that he does, and you know, what's going on? He's like, I, my hands are tied at the moment, but it will all come out eventually. So I pretty much, you know, that that's all we really know. There's so much speculation and, of course, anything speculation when it's in the media and when it's, you know, about certain things. But I am happy for Shyla. I don't know what sort of happened there and why, um, you know, with the flames. But she has gone back to Townsville. And she was very, very good in Townsville a couple of years ago. They made the grand final. Uh, they went over there. She has to play seven games to make the playoffs. And that's what she'll do now because she's played one. And uh, they beat Perth over in Perth, which was a big win. So very happy for Shyla. She's a good basketballer. I mean, you know, she made the WNBA eighth pick in the, in the draft. So let's hope she can get back to playing that basketball and be in the Opals and, and go forward for her. Well, the Kings, they sealed top spot after... Well, they had two straight losses and then won two games last weekend. Now, Chase Buford indicated he won't be sort of resting players or taking the foot off the pedal in the last two games uh, this week before the playoffs. Are you surprised by that? Um, not surprised because you don't want guys sitting around and, and, and losing their touch. But I can see him not playing as many minutes, if that's mm. so. Like, Xavier Cooks may not play 30 minutes. It might be 25 minutes 
stuff. But they're coming up against, you know, Perth that need a win. Mm. So and Perth are really going to go on that. Adelaide, well, in theory, if Adelaide win by enough, they can still make the playoffs. So it's not going to happen. But Adelaide are going to play hard against them tonight and they're going to want to get that win because they haven't had a great season. And then they've got to go over to Perth. So the last thing you want is two really bad losses. Now, I reckon Chase will make sure his team's ready. They'll be firing and, and they were brilliant last weekend. They, they did have two losses, which they weren't that good. But then they came back and showed why they are the defending champions and the number one team in the league this year. Yeah, I was going to ask you that, Brad. What, why are the two losses leading up? And now how significant is this momentum um, going into the finals? It, it, it seems yeah. like, are they good enough just to flick that switch when they need to so these two games don't really matter? Or do you think they, they'd want to be at their best? Oh, look, I think all that's so valid. I mean, number one, of course, you want to be at your best. But I just think, you know, that old saying, and it's a bit of a cliche, you know, sometimes you need a loss to be able to get yeah, through. And, and they were just rolling. They really were. And then they looked like those two games, it just wasn't what we'd seen from the Sydney Kings all year. And I just think it was a bit of a wake-up call. It, there were questions asked, like, is anyone injured? Is everyone fine? What's going on? And then I watched those next two games, and especially against New Zealand, uh, sorry, especially against South East Melbourne on the weekend. And that just showed, right, the Kings are back and they're ready. Chase has done a really good job with them. They're all balanced well. They're ready to go. So to me, I think, yes, those two losses were great. They're done. They've played Southeast. They'll be extremely confident because that Southeast, they needed that to guarantee themselves a playoff spot and they didn't get the win. Xavier cooked with a triple-double, the first one in years. He was outstanding. The team were great. So, no, I think they're ready. They're ready. If they happen to win the competition again, the Sydney Kings, Brad, and you talk about Chase and how important he's been to the Kings, what's his path look like moving forward? Does he just stay in the... NBL or like a player, he's got aspirations obviously to be a part of the NBA and would that be on a club's radar over there? I mean, not as a head coach, but obviously an assistant coach to start with. Great question. Um, Simple answer is absolutely he'll be on the NBA radar and the reason being also his dad is the boss at San Antonio Spurs. He has lived and breathed NBA his whole life chase and he's come out here to show his pedigree and see what he can do now a few years ago you look at a Will Weaver came out for one season went back as an assistant coach um, for Houston look Trevor Gleason um, coached at Perth for years and now he's an assistant coach at Toronto so I have no doubt he will end up being a good assistant coach which could lead to him being a head coach in the NBA the great question is Will that happen next year if they win? Will it be the year after? That's what I'm so intrigued about. What more can he do to prove that he should be an NBA coach than back-to-back champions in an in a league that's growing and being as good as he can? So I'm very intrigued to do that, and it would be a huge loss. He's been a yeah. he's been a really really good coach for them the last two years, and what 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 an outstanding job. Yes, he's got good players, but you still got to put it together. Uh, question on the text line. Hey, Mido, can you ask Brad, where to now for the poor old Hawks? What needs to change? Cheers, the orange spud, sending that one through. Well, number one, that name is awesome. I love orange spud, right? So that is awesome. Uh, <laughs> look, there's a few things that need to change. The good news straight, straight off the bat is they've re-signed Justin Robinson. This is the point guard that everyone was talking about is going to be outstanding, and he blew his knee out in the preseason and didn't play the whole season. They've already re-signed him for next year. Now, that to me says... 
they think they've got a really, really good guy. So number one, I love that. Tyler Harvey's coming back. Sam Froling's coming back. I think they'll pick up a guy like Davo, who's played really, David Hickey, he's played a really good game. Dan Greeder is still growing. They've got the nucleus. The key for them now is to get that one or two extra imports. And then if they can pick up a, another big Australian or a marquee man, they'll be right there. They were so hampered with injuries this year. I felt really sorry for them. I never thought they'd make the playoffs. But they came out last night against New Zealand and played so well for a team that had nothing on the line. So you've got to give them credit. The owners backing the team. There's money there for them. And I reckon next year you can see them getting better. Now, I saw uh, the Daily Telegraph reported this week an NBA scout reckons the NBL salary cap is holding it back. Uh, I mean, it's probably easy for someone from the States to come out considering the scale that they operate at. Yeah, I mean, you know, what's ours? I think our cap's one one point seven million. And there's one, there's his 170 million. So, yeah, I'm a bit surprised you'd say that. (laughs) But I I guess with the league flying, I, the next TV deal will be crucial and hopefully that that salary cap can obviously increase as a result and we can uh, attract greater talent. You look at everything that's going on in sport, what is the only thing that's going to make salary cap go up and it's sponsorship and dollars and TV rights. That's pretty much what it comes down to. Larry Kelson and the NBL have done an outstanding job. Where the NBL is at now, I, you know, I've said it so many times, seven years ago we were on our knees and we had no league and now you've got this situation that we're in now. If that TV deal can get going, and let's be honest, I mean, the Sydney Kings, they had 14,000 a couple of weeks ago, 13,000 the other week. They've had five um, times in a row over 11,000. Perth are selling out. Adelaide selling out. Uh, It's going to be really interesting to see what happens. And the answer is yes, if they can get that big TV deal. As long as the teams are making money, the players will make money. That's the first thing. So let's get that money coming in, and then this league can go to the next level. Now, over in the NBA, Brad, I saw some uh, rumours that Paddy Mills could end up being traded. The trade deadline coming up, and he's sort of uh, been muscled out of the rotation there at the Brooklyn Nets, hasn't he? Although we were, with a couple of injuries the other day, he was superb. I think he had 21. Yep, trade him. The old, the old uh, Shaquille O'Neal, play me or trade me, is the theory that he used to use. I think it's a, such a shame. I mean, you know, you look on the back of... He came off a bronze medal game a year and a half ago, unbelievable, went to the Nets and was literally carrying that team because of the injuries and all the stuff going on with the you know, the circus with Kyrie and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden he's just sitting, and that's NBA for you. But there is so many teams in the NBA that could use a Paddy Mills. So if you can't use him, get him out of there, put him on a team that wants a championship, and I'm telling you, they will pick up a beauty he will be ready to go. Brad, where do you see LeBron at? Uh, Lake is mm. struggling. I know he's still able to perform and uh, certainly the best player in that team by, by a distance. But we've just seen Tom Brady announce his retirement. Is mm. LeBron close to that, do you reckon? Oh, Clarkie, I would have said yes, but look at him. Yeah, I mean, he is just he's, he's just a machine. He's unbelievable. Uh, you know, like someone oh. says to me, oh, he's got to be the best player in the world ever. You know, like, and I'm like, look, Michael Jordan is the greatest ever yeah. player, in my opinion, to yeah. play in basketball. There's no question. But I'd have to say to you that probably the most valuable person could be LeBron, mm. what he does, because he is just, I mean, he's about to break Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's for whatever, 38,000 points in the NBA, the leading all-time scorer in the NBA. I mean, that's amazing in itself. The guy's got four championships. He is carrying teams. He's an assist beast. He's, he, everything he does is unbelievable. He's 
still not the greatest player ever, in my opinion. But, geez, he's done unbelievable. He deserves every accolade he gets. And for me, he'll be there for a few more years. He wants to play with his son, which is quite um, document, uh, documented that he wants to do that. And look at him. Who says that he can't go for another three years? Brad, thank you so much, mate. Have a great weekend. Go those things! Now, the Big Sports Breakfast Lunch uh, had a couple of texts. How do we actually find where on the ATC website? So I've, I've found it. It's a secret. It's no secret. It is I've a secret. It. Let's just... try. Let's try and hide it. See if you can hide it any more than we have. <laughs> AustralianTurfClub.com.au. Then click on hospitality. Then click on Royal Randwick. And it's just down there on the left. Oh my god! You You'll try see and, it there. Try and tell my old man that you're not clicking on anything, <laughs> mate. If it should be on the main screen first page. Look, mate. It's not our website. Secret. Our uh, great also... friends at the ATC. Can't wait to be there. By the way, the wing stand. There's a fire alarm going off in here. So, I don't know. What are the rules around this? Do you have to stay Uh, and we go? No, we all burn together. No. No, you have to stay and report it. (laughs) Do I? That's why you get paid more. (laughs) Who's got the jacket? I got the extinguisher. Who, who puts the jacket on? No, isn't there a fire warden cap? That's what I mean. Who 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 wears the cap? Kido, of course. That's why he has to stay. I've I've got no qualifications in this. I'll get the extinguisher. I'm good with that. Just get out of the way because right. I'm not. I can't control right. it, but I'm, I, I know how to spray it. So halfway through this segment, if we go to the news, you know why? Yeah, this red siren's going off. I'm out. We got to run. I, I, I mean, you don't. You stay. Okay, sweet. You, you got to report the fire. So we're rock solid in here. Mm. <laughs> uh, Me and Loz, we run mm. once again. I'm a coward. <laughs> <laughs> ATC. So Australian Tourclub.com.au, <laughs> click on Hospitality, then Royal Ramwick, and then you'll see it. Hospitality, then Royal Ramwick on the ATC website. Good luck, Dad. Do <laughs> <laughs> your hard work. I, I'm just saying, it's a secret. We don't, we obviously don't want anyone to come to lunch. Look, Dad will find it. No, Dad, I'll tell you what we're doing. Loz and I are doing it one hour, one-on-one on one with, or two-on-one on one with you. Oh, mm. This is your lifestyle. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. I'll say no comment. <laughs> just to everyone no, that's no. coming to the lunch, expect no, no, no comment. I'll just say no phones. Oh, yeah. Heard that before. <laughs> Do you remember this voice? <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> All I can think of is the 12th man. Yeah, they get, oh my God. Is it Barnsey? <laughs> <laughs> I've never met you. <laughs>